All right. So now I have gotten through. I, actually, I guess I've uh, found out what this email was all about. For those of you who uh, may have just turned on the radio, I got an email yesterday uh, from a guy who um, wants me to ask uh, gubernatorial candidates whether or not they're on board with this, uh, what is it, safety through strength initiative. And so I, I did a little homework. And, well, it, it, it turns out uh, that the author of the uh, initiative is the guy who's sending me the, the email. <laughs> Some candidates, like Ashcroft, are acting as if they never heard of the STS, uh, despite news of it having been sent. Uh, for a lot of Missouri voters, the strength through with the STS, whatever it is, uh, has become our litmus test. So Brian finally found a link to it, and I read it. And it turns out the guy who sent me the email is the guy who created the list. It's a guy named Tom Buzetta, B-U-Z-Z-E-T-T-A, author of the Safety Through Strength Initiative. Um, so I went through the list and some of the things would be nice to have, um, but it does sound kind of, uh, kind of goofy. Uh, goals one through four would quickly upgrade our nation's civil defense by reactivating, reprovisioning and or building new fallout shelters. Uh, hardening, uh, uh, shelters, our nation's power uh, and communications grid from electromagnetic or EMP uh, pulse attacks, ramp up each state's force strength defenders, National Guard, police. What a load of... Look, I do think power companies should protect against an EMP. And they can. Maybe they would have if the government weren't controlling them in every community across the country. But they should do that. Would I vote? Would I not vote for a governor who doesn't buy into all this? Yeah, I might. Yeah, I might vote for him anyway. Probably would. Goals five through six would give states the means to curtail cases of federal or international overreach and exploitation, keeping their citizens safe and maintaining their state sovereignty. Well, yeah, I've been I've been preaching that we should be rejecting overreach from the federal government my entire career. I guarantee you, uh, I mean, we, we tried with the Second Amendment Preservation Act to stop federal government overreach, and we can hardly get that through. Uh, goal seven and eight would hold those responsible for creation of COVID-19 and the equally lethal COVID-19 vaccines accountable. Really, Tom, then head on over to China and see if you can get anybody, uh, you know, arrested for creating COVID-19. See if Chairman Xi will stand trial. Good luck with that. Uh, goals 9 through 12 would further protect states from foreign and globalist threats, which includes subverting our, mon our monetary system. That's not something the states do. That's something the feds have to do, at least under the current system. Uh, to a Mark of the Beast ESG-based digital global currency. Mark of the Beast, oh boy. Uh, 
So the guy who's who's telling me to ask the governor about this or governor gubernatorial candidates is apparently the guy who wrote this thing. And it's pie in the sky. Uh, it's just. I don't know. It's just silly. Just a lot of silly. Um, If I were running for governor, I probably would ignore it, too. Don't see it as as the end of the world. Um, All right. uh, So I'm going to move on here. I just I wanted to find out what that was all about. And now that I know, it's like, eh. No, I'm not going to ask anybody that. Uh, just because you sent the governor a letter doesn't mean that, uh, you know, or, or, the, the candidates for governor, that, that uh, it's some major issue. It is not. All right, Columbia is trying to help the homeless. Uh, the story is at uh, local television station. It says in 2016, Columbia spent... on contracts for homeless services. By 2024, they'll spend uh, $1,044,000, according to their community trend manual. Two of Columbia's new contracts for homeless services are with Turning Point and Room at the Inn. They're going to build some homeless shelters. We do have a great number of homeless people. We we talked about this a uh, couple of months ago when the, the Columbia police and uh, a bunch of others went in and cleared out those areas where the homeless were living. Should taxpayers underwrite low-cost housing and, and housing for the homeless? Is that a job for taxpayers? Do you mind taking a portion of your money and, and, well, having it taken and and given. There's a, a, there's no greater small government advocate than me. But if you've got people who are uh, mentally incapable of taking care of themselves, I'm not talking about people who've just fallen on hard times. They can go to friends and family and charity if they've got, uh, you know, the wherewithal to get help from charity. They should get help from charity. But there are a group of Americans who don't have the mental capacity, who don't have the ability to survive on their own. And as a small government advocate, I'm willing to say we should all chip in. And give them some place to stay, some somewhere to house them, so that they're not sleeping in the streets. I I really I don't have a problem with that. There are some people that just can't, they just don't have the mental facility, they don't have the ability to provide for themselves. And while I think charity might be a good way to go, I'm really not opposed to the government providing it. Am I wrong? 874-9390-800-529-5572.
Do you think private charity could handle all of that? Do you think all of those people who are uh, mentally incapacitated, they're, they're unable to make a living, do you think private charity would take care of them adequately? Or do you think it's okay, we'll, we'll pay a little bit in taxes? Do you think it's okay that they take a few dollars of your money in order to make sure that these people who are absolutely helpless have a roof over their head, get taken care of? 874-9390-800-529-5572. Brian, I'll start with you, and then we'll go to the phones, and we'll get some comments off GaryNolan.com. You know, everyone that is in this uh, homeless situation doesn't have a mental problem. Right. They, they are well enough to get up every day and stand on the corners and ask for money. Yeah, those people would not... If Well, if, how do you parse them out from the people that truly do have issues, you know, and need help? I think you, you can ask them a few questions. And what about the people that say, I don't want the help. This is what I want to do. Well, then they have to, you know, if they're in command of their faculties and they still think that they want to sleep, um, you know, and, and defecate uh, on the streets. Well, that's where the problem comes, isn't it? Because, I mean, these people are now in front of businesses defecating. They're, you know, taking their belongings on a vehicle, packing it completely and where they can't even see out of their windows and driving around town, kind of a nuisance for the community. It, it's a significant problem right now. And to say the government has to step in with taxpayer money to help these people, I'm going to have to side on the on the uh, on the side of uh, a, a volunteer organization. Say, hey, we're here to help. If you want to donate to this, then go over there. But, you know, as so far as fundraising and private charity. Yes. To cover all, all of these people. Yeah. Um, when you say all of these people, you know, not all of Brian, these people. Brian, look up at the TV set. Yeah. Oh. What was that? That, I don't know. I'll have to look that up. All right. Um. It looked like they had somebody uh, in Maine uh, that they were holding at bay at gunpoint. He had his hands behind his uh, head, but now he's holding a dog, and the cops are surrounding him. Officers with guns approach home in manhunt. And that's in uh, Maine, yeah. right? Yeah. That's where the mass shooter was. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, we'll try and find out. On the homeless question, it is, can private charity handle it, or should the government have some facility for people who just can't take care of themselves? 874-9390-800-529-5572. Or go to GaryNolan.com and uh, send me a message, and it will pop up in studio. Uh, Less should the government do this, or can private charity handle it? Well, the government did do it at one time. There was a thing called a county farm. The county administrators and the cities uh, around, uh, were to, the people were taxed for this. And open up a county farm. Heck, that, that sounds great. 
So uh, put, if, put a little subsidized tax on things, and and uh, people need to live there, not all over the place. All right. So you're in favor of. I am. I am in favor of of getting people's names down, and what. Just what uh, they no, no, need. don't go into great detail. I don't need to know all that. You're you are basically in favor of helping people through the government who are unable to help themselves, not unwilling, yes. unable to help themselves. Yes. All right, Les. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Am I going to get a squeeze another call in here before you? Ah, uh, no, two. you're fine. Yeah, I'm doing We're all right. good. Tim, good morning. Good morning. Yes. Uh, am I on yet? Yeah, you are. Okay, so I was, he just brought up the county farm. Um, this is true. The county farm was the way we took care of our indigent people, our simple-minded people. And then if a person was unable to be taken care of, they were sent to the state hospitals. That's why we have state hospitals like in Fulton and Mount Vernon and St. Joseph and to take care of the people who are mentally ill and need mental help. And yes, they were in a facility and they were taken care of the humane way like society should be doing. Now, charity, charity, charity started in Columbia a long time ago. I've seen this in the old papers. When people were poor, and especially families, the local churches got together and took care of them. Churches have historically taken care of all these people. The problem is no one's going to church like they used to and giving in the money, so they're, they're lucky to pay, take care of their own flock, let alone those who are part of the public, public, uh, public um, the general public. But some of our homeless are not from Boone County. And when we start putting people, we, we, the county takes care of the people from their county, and every county should do that. It's not some simple case where you come here because you know people are going to be give you more freebies by handouts on the side of the road or our chair, you know, our our tax dollars. No, they need to go and be in the county, and the county needs to be a, taking care of those people who can't take care of themselves. All right, Tim, thank you, appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. All right, up against the clock, got to take a quick break. Should the government help those who cannot help themselves? Not those who will not help themselves, those who cannot help themselves. Do you have a problem with paying for that? Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. Uh, all right, uh, if you just turn the radio on, we're talking about homeless people, and I, as a libertarian, am not fond of the government doing anything outside of protecting us from each other, but I do think that if you have people who are actually unable to to help themselves, they're mentally incapacitated, then I think the government can play a role in providing them uh, with shelter. And I, and I guess I don't have a real big problem with that. It, it's not to say that it can't be abused. It can. But I think that's a, an obligation that has to be taken care of. Uh, we, we just can't let people you know, sleep on the street. Anheuser-Busch and uh, the UFC. Apparently, and we told you this, uh, I think it was the day before yesterday, that uh, Bud Light and Budweiser are going to sponsor UFC. Um, and oh, Did you see, the, by the way, the, the uh, piece of the Babylon Bee about uh, two guys, uh, you know, sweating and hugging each other, you know, wrestling? No, uh, I didn't see that. Sponsored by Bud Light. Yeah. Um, but apparently fans are not happy. Uh, and they are uh, trashing uh, Dana White for giving Bud Light a spotlight as his new UFC partner. 
the story goes on to say that uh, many felt that White was a sellout and that the deal was a slap in the face to all their UFC fans, and they're calling for a boycott of UFC events. I've never watched any of those fights. Have you? I have seen a couple. Yeah, I'm not a big, uh, a big I'm fan. I'm more of a traditional boxing fan, but that's kind of gone away and been replaced with the UFC. Well, apparently people are so upset that they were able to, uh, you know, that they took a bribe from Anheuser-Busch that they're threatening to boycott it. Asked about the growing controversy over his choice, White struck back, characterizing critical fans as dummies, uh, as uh, a-holes, and uh, effing stupid for their opposition. You know, if... if <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to throw this out there. If you want fans to stick with you when they disagree with you, I don't think calling them dummies and everything else actually endears them to you. Make your case, but you, you, you don't want to just alienate them and, and call them all kinds of names. He scoffed at the dummies who said his new sponsorship deal is all about the money by noting, of course, all sponsorship deals are about money. And they are. So, I don't know. Maybe they're, uh, maybe they're going to, to bet. Oh, my. You know what I just did, Brian? I What's scrolled that? down, uh, and they got a picture of the idiot, oh, uh, Dylan Mulvaney. Why don't they feature Dylan Mulvaney in an upcoming, like, fight with... Uh, Put him in a ring? Yeah. Yeah, that would be that would be uh, that would be interesting. He he would. Um, I mean, zero chance. Well, no. Um, I'm sure it wouldn't be an equal chance to win, like Ronda Rousey. Oh, yeah, I see. Woman to woman. Yeah. Uh, why not? Well, because he's more effeminate. Oh, he's just the same, or she's just the same. I guess, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> this he, world has changed. Oh, Lord. He blamed those who seemed to think that making a deal with Bud Light was a last resort. And he said that was stupid. Actually, he said that was uh, expletive deleted stupid. Uh, to think that Bud Light was the only brand to step up and bid for a sponsorship. Now, I got to tell you, if I'm looking for a sponsorship and there are a couple of different companies... And one of them comes with baggage. I'm not going for the one with baggage. I, I think it was, uh, you know, a, a poor decision, a poor business decision on his part. But if you're a UFC fan, are you going to stop watching now? Are you going to boycott uh, the, those matches? Where do they carry the? They're not pay-per-view, are they? Not sure. Like I say, I don't typically watch that unless there was something, you know, like a highlight or something somebody will send me. Yeah, I don't know where they watch them to begin. I don't know if it's on um, regular TV or not. But will you avoid watching those matches now that Bud Light's a sponsor? 
Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It is uh, 1135. Glad to have you with us. Uh, we're talking about uh, this UFC sponsorship by uh, by Budweiser. And Brian, uh, Brian and I were chatting during the break. He said, at what point does Bud Light recover? At what point can you say, all right, they've paid the price. <laughs> we're going back. <laughs> and I'm telling you, Brian, it ain't going to happen. I mean, uh, let's look ahead five years if Bud Light still, you know, has the same brew. Do you think even by then? No? I don't, when I listen, you know, I asked callers a couple of months ago about uh, this very uh, question. And uh, they they were still not drinking Bud Light. And many of them said they found other beers that they liked. Hmm. And that they were never going back. So I don't think Bud Light ever regains its its uh, position in the market. Yeah, people just don't want to be seen with Bud Light in their hand anymore. No, <laughs> but if there's somebody that you really want to get even with, <laughs> and you're sitting at the bar, yell out, uh, "Hey, get you know, get Frank a Bud Light. It's his favorite beer." And and uh, it's on you know, me. Yeah, let it you know, just let it go and, and see how that works. Yeah. But I don't, I don't see them recovering. I don't see them getting past um, th- this uh, this hit. People are really, really upset about it, uh, and and the marketing department really kind of insulted their number one customers. Remember that woman that came out and and said, uh, you know, we want to get rid of this, our reputation, and and. and you know, sort of defamed their fan base. Now, was um, Bud Light AB's number one product, or has Budweiser also been affected by this? I think Budweiser and Bud Light have been affected by this. Mostly Bud Light, but I think Budweiser has also taken a hit. On the UFC, uh, it is pay-per-view, and uh, one listener wrote, I am fairly certain... Uh, husband will still regularly watch every UFC fight regardless. Interesting. I pay for that? Nah. I and I don't think there's a I don't think there's any ad that they can run that would fix it. What are they going to do? I mean, if they run a manly ad, uh, you know, boxers and fighters love our beer. People are going to laugh at it. I don't think there's an ad campaign that saves them. Do you think if they would have acted quickly and issued a statement on behalf of Anheuser-Busch, if they had saying, divisively, hey, we made a mistake, <clears throat> we're, we apologize, that this thing would have gone away much quicker? Upper management was unaware of this, and we fired the people that made the choice. This is not something we choose to get involved in. Would have saved them. Would have saved them. But they would have had to have said, you know, this. We're we're just not going to get involved in any of these social issues. We want you to drink our beer because it's the best beer. It's the lowest cost beer. Whatever their, you know, whatever their angle is, and let it go at that. Well, I mean, UFC could make the same argument that we're not involved in social issues. We just have to uh, happen to pick a brand that kind of uh, did make a big mistake. I mean, 
should it follow UFC too? Just because well, yeah, they chose well, it, a brand that <laughs> that everybody hates? Yeah. I mean, isn't that hard to believe that's a brand that everybody hates? They've gone from, I would venture a bet, Missouri's number one uh, beer to the bottom of the list. I I think the the only way they could have saved themselves would be to have reacted quickly. Yep. Said we don't we don't engage in any social behavior. We're not we're not promoting any social behavior. We're just here to sell beer. The people who came up with this ad campaign are gone. Instead, they came out and said, you know, we're trying to change our image and blah blah blah, and insulted their regular customers. I I don't see recovering from that anytime anytime soon. And UFC associating with them, not a good idea. You know, the left do this all the time. They do it to entire states. So, um, it's not a... Literally, they they did it to Florida, didn't they? And I think they did it to Georgia. Oh, they're, you know, they're not pro-trans enough or pro-gay enough to... To make us happy, so nobody will travel there in the state's dime from California or don't go there, you're not safe ads running all over the place about various states. So they do their boycotting too. Jim, good morning. Hi. I am a child of the 60s and 70s. At least that's when I claim to have borne up. Others might disagree with me. Uh, <laughs> I, I would say that I was a loyal bush light drinker really like the beer um frankly i've been hearing since the 60s we need to change the way america thinks about whatever you want to say homosexuality gay marriage uh, trans any of this crap but all of a sudden when i start feeling pressure from people I do business with who are trying to pressure me to alter my political views, well, that's when you figure out there's a lot of good beer out there. That's when you figure out with the Dixie Chicks that there's a whole lot of other people out there. And that's when you start noticing all the movies. If there's an evil guy, he'll have a Ronald Reagan picture on his wall. And that sort of thing. <laughs> and the casting of political opponents says as no good bastards. And I just get pretty sick of it. uh, There's something that, I'm 70, there's something you develop, hopefully, that's called wisdom. And you know not to fly back and forth with all these latest social trends or any of the less obvious attempts to pander for getting votes out of whatever they conceive might be an, uh, an organized group. I'm sick of it. it. All I'm saying is, if I buy beer from you, don't push me. Try to get me more to buy more beer, but don't uh, don't try to affect my my core beliefs. It's uh, it's going to cost you. I'm glad to see them bud lighted. It's become a phenomenon now. I'm glad to see conservatives starting to say enough of this crap. We like the way we think. We don't need you to change our ignorant asses into becoming socialist. <laughs> yeah, tell me how great your beer is. Why it's got the lowest calories and the most flavor, but don't go out promoting social issues. 
Yeah, or, or you could even cut the price a dime, and I would appreciate that because I'll bet that's about what it costs to put together the ad campaign. They could have sold a little more beer and been happy. And this way, I think that I think Anheuser Busch is going to be out, go out of business. I play music in clubs, and I'll say, "Hey, what are your Anheuser Busch sales like?" And they say, "We can't give the stuff away." Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, I. Um and, and by the way, you were talking about movies and and how they always have the subtle insult against the right. Are you to the point, because this is where I'm at, where almost every show, TV show or movie, they have some left-leaning political point that they try to slip in? Invariably. And when I first started telling my wife about it, saying, look at all this, I'm getting sick of all these people. She just thought I was crazy. But now after me calling her to attention enough times, she says, boy, you're right. They don't miss a lick. It's in every show. Yeah, they sneak something in about global warming or uh, transsexuals or, uh, I mean, just every single uh, TV show or movie. And it's I like am I am reading a book about World War II pilots from the perspective of a German pilot and also from an American pilot. And what I find shocking is that Nazi Germany was doing the same thing. But I'll tell you what, you can't miss the fact that Nazis stood for National Socialist Party. And the Democrats are nothing but pretty much self-about socialists now. It used to be incremental, and now it's getting a lot less gradual. Yeah. I resent All right. Jim, I'm way behind. i got to run, buddy. Thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, I, let me get a couple of comments, and then I'll go get some phone calls here. Uh, Keith said uh, they even have can koozies that say, this isn't a Bud Light. <laughs> uh, let's see, for... All of my family, some 60-year beer drinkers, no more Anheuser-Busch products at all, ever again. Uh, let me get Donna in here. Donna, good morning. Good morning. I don't drink beer, but my family does, but they're not doing Bud Light even for barbecuing anymore. But have you seen Levi Strauss's new commercial? No. It has a bearded man with long hair wearing a Levi Strauss skirt and a Levi Strauss vest, and he feels wonderful. And then they have a red, red a manly-looking girl wearing boots and Levi Strauss jeans and vest, and she feels more manly than ever. Try oh. watching that commercial sometime. Oh, I, well, that's it for me. You've just killed Levi's. Yeah. All right, it's Donna. Thank you. Everywhere. Yeah, thank you. I I would have thought, well, you know, the wardrobe got the wrong <laughs> clothes to the wrong person. Uh, Chris in Centralia, good morning. Uh, yes. Uh, is it okay to talk about a TV tr show that I that I tried and failed? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I I like this. My uh, I think his name's Mike Mulligan. He he does the uh, the haunting of House Hill and all that. But his last one was on uh, you know uh, the um, the House of Usher, kind of Edgar Allan Poe. I thought okay, I've liked some of his stuff. I couldn't get through the first thirty five minutes, and I'm pretty open minded. Um, there was a gay a, a, a gay lawyer. And, okay, that's fine. And then. Uh, 
And then there was a, a scene with two lesbians. And, uh, okay, that's fine. Oh, that's really good. I enjoy those. And then there was uh, two men having oral sex. And then uh, in the middle of the oral sex, uh, one of the men had uh, his wife come home. Like, okay, I've only watched this for 35 minutes. Uh, and it's a shame. It might be a good series, but I... Uh, Oh well, it's like like a eight 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 episode series. But like, I looked at my wife and I said, "I'm sorry, I'm done." Yeah, you get to that point where it's like, uh, I'm just not watching this. Well, uh, I I under I understand the LGBTQ part of our uh, population, but man, I, I don't I didn't realize that they were that prevalent. Uh, you know, the the the, the, the majority of a. Uh, the that everybody everybody's gay. Yeah, they overdo so, uh, it. I, I'm I, I don't care yeah. about I, I literally I don't care about gay sex, gay marriage. It's all okay. Do whatever you want. You're an adult and you're is consenting. I'm good. Gary, Go ahead. I'm okay with it on, in TV shows, but, but when you after, when you after, the, after I got knocked in the head after only 35 minutes in the first episode, I thought. Okay, I think I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, they just overdo it. They overplay their hand. Chris, I got to go. Thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Back to wrap it up on the Zimmer Radio Network. It is 11.53. Glad to have you on board with us on a uh, Think Tank, on a uh, Froster Buns Friday. Um, we're going to have Glenn Beck, and then, and then after that, we're going to have Sean Hannity, and then Randy Tobler. We got talkers all night long, and it's uh, the best talkers Anywhere in the world, right here. And then tomorrow morning, uh, when you wake up, it'll be Gary on Guns. 8 to 10 a.m. We're going to talk about this mass shooting. Um, and, uh, I mean, they're still sheltering in place up in Lewiston, Maine. Uh, this guy has no conscience. He he apparently will shoot and kill anything that uh, that he wants to. I mean, he's, he's on the loose. And these, peop these people are terrified. And who's responsible for that? We'll talk about this tomorrow in greater detail. But the federal government, the military, knew this guy was half a bubble off plum. And he wasn't supposed to be able to own guns. I mean, it, it, was, it was the government that screwed up. And there are no gun control laws that could stop this. They've, they've got these, the laws that the anti-gun people love so much, that they embrace so warmly, are in effect in California. And it hasn't stopped anything. California is number one in mass shootings in the country. And I keep hearing these reports. Uh, some, somebody put this together, and the Democrats have used it um, like a cudgel to beat any red state pro-Second Amendment group that they can. And here it is. There are more murders, more gun deaths, more gun violence in red states than there are in blue states. What they fail to point out is that those shootings are in blue cities. It's in the Democrat-controlled areas of red states where the violence dominates. It's not in the conservative areas. It's not in the, in the, uh, the red areas, if you will. It's in the blue areas. So wh when they make that argument, there's your answer. And in those blue cities, I mean, the, 
look at how difficult it has been for people in Chicago to defend themselves. Hasn't made a difference. New York, St. Louis, you know, they, they're always looking for ways to crack down on the Second Amendment and to blame guns for the violence that is bred in blue areas. You want to be safe, get out of the blue areas. And I'm going to tell you, Columbia is incredibly blue and getting bluer, and it's, it really scares me uh, what the left are doing to this city. And by the way, is it true, Brian, that the mayor is out of town? The mayor is out of town. Yep. Huh. Wow. Uh, now, is that a scoop? Did anybody else know that? Well... Um, no, but we got a picture. Uh, outgoing talent, Brandon Rathard, uh, got on a plane this morning. And uh, lo and behold, Mayor Barbara Buffalo is on the flight. Apparently. Was she wearing that T-shirt that says, I asked I'm the, the same thing, but no, I got the picture and no. it's uh, <laughs> She wasn't wearing the same T-shirt, oddly enough. You know, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, is is there a conclusion that, in fact, that was not Photoshopped, that it was real? She was wearing a T-shirt? That's what I understand. She never denied it, nor um, agreed that it was her. She just, no comment. But they looked, uh, was, do we get a live, you know, she was at a, a, a local establishment. Did anybody there say, you know, confirm, yes, she's wearing that shirt? Uh I didn't talk to anyone specifically, but I did hear from, you know, another third party that it was indeed a party that she attended and she was wearing the T-shirt. But I can't confirm that. Now, Mike Murphy will be the guy that would know. We'll, we'll have to ask him uh, from Como Buzz. But how bizarre that somebody who is the leader of the city would wear a shirt that says, I'm the effing mayor. That is just disgusting. It really is. Tomorrow, Garson is going to be in from Graffs, and uh, he will be joined by Chuck Basie, and then uh, Dale Roberts, MoGunLaw.com will cover all the uh, gun news that's happened this week. Uh, and with that mass shooting, it's going to be interesting. And getting uh, Dale Roberts' view of things uh, as an attorney, going to be important. Uh, we'll also give you uh, any updates on legislation that we are aware of uh, for the state of Missouri. There are um, leftists everywhere who are looking for any excuse they can to, to take away your right to self-defense. And that's why we're here, to protect it, protect you. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby, honey, I'm coming home.